0: This is the Mile High Five podcast with Carl Jensen and Doug Huntington. We have authentic conversations about the journey to Phi, health, happiness, and some very odd tangents. We interview Phi experts, side hustlers, people on their way to Phi, and those who have reached the other side. Join us every week. And if you want the show notes and links and all that other stuff, head over to MileHighFive.com.
1: Hello, world. Welcome to the Mile High Five podcast. I'm Carl Jensen with my co-host. I'm Doug Cunnington. Doug, what are we going to talk about today?
0: We're going to talk about slow travel, vacationing, and dopamine. And I had an idea for this show because I listened to the Jocko Willink podcast where he interviewed Andrew Huberman. So I don't listen to Jocko too much. For the people that don't know him he did a few interviews i think maybe with like uh, tim Ferriss and joe rogan and jocko is a navy seal and i think he's like a leadership um sort of a mentor and has a, a company that helps you know companies run he has this podcast which is huge there's a lot of military stuff but he talked to andrew huberman who is a neuroscientist and They talked for like five hours. It's actually a good episode. It is very long. And did you listen to it last night? I gave you an assignment. told you to listen to a five-hour episode.
1: Yeah, so less than 12 hours ago, uh, yeah, Doug told me to listen to this. And I thought he was kidding. He's like, yeah, it's like five hours long. And then I pulled it up this morning, and it was like five hours and four minutes. So I put it on 20X. (laughs) yeah, and I made it through. Would well, that be like uh three that'd be like uh, fifteen minutes. Yeah, so yeah. I did get through it. I didn't understand any of it. No, 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 <laughs> I'm just kidding. I got through the first hour in in that first hour, there was absolutely it was entertaining, but they're just talking about how Huberman used to be a skate rat and yeah. how he got in trouble and and did all this other stuff. So <clears throat> to answer your question, no, I did not prepare
0: at all. Perfect. Well, that is okay, and' I'll, I'll lay it out so. I recently went on vacation to San Diego and it was a blast. We were there for about a week or eight days or so. And one thing that I I wanted to do was have a couple down days, but when you're on vacation, you always feel like, ah, we're only here for X amount of time. We need to take advantage of it. So you may load up your day with a lot of activities. And what I realized was I was kind of like unmotivated towards the end of some of the days and towards the end of the trip, it's just like, ah, like I'm, I'm tired, I wanna go home and like get back into the routine. And the reason why the Jocko and Huberman interview struck home for this particular thing is we used to slow travel a little bit more and slow travel feels better, you're unrushed, you don't have to do as many things all in one day. And when Andrew Huberman was talking about dopamine. He mentioned that you kind of can get overloaded with dopamine and it's a renewable, um, is it a hormone, is that what it is? A neurotransmitter. I have a definition here, which I'll go over, but dopamine is renewable. So you'll get more of it, but you also have like a limited supply. So if you overload with dopamine through awesome activities and a few other things, you may have sort of run out of dopamine now the other big piece that huberman mentioned was while dopamine is like the reward center and people think of it as like you know the, the happiness neurotransmitter right like that's kind of the um rule of thumb or whatever it's like okay that makes you happy dopamine is a good thing you um you could run out of it and the big piece is the motivation right? So you don't necessarily think of dopamine as what keeps you motivated. But as all of this came together in my brain, I was like, yeah, by the end of the day in San Diego, I'm like, I don't even care if we go anywhere. We already checked out like Balboa Park and we were walking all around and all these decisions. And you're just, you know, number one, physically tired. But we also have, you know, I had a big coffee in the morning and caffeine releases dopamine and it's also a stimulant and then you're doing these other activities or maybe you swim in the ocean and that's another exhilarating experience so by the end of the day I may just be out of dopamine and then day after day on vacation by the end you're just kind of spent and unmotivated to really go out and do anything with a slow travel I realized maybe you're just doing a couple things you get to recharge you get to rest a little bit more and I know there's a bunch of other things in play there, but that's kind of the overall idea. So I'm, I'm curious, you just got back from vacation too. So any observations now that I've kind of laid out my thoughts around vacationing and dopamine and how it can impact like a, a longer trip?
1: Yeah. So I'm curious, I'd like to unpack something at a lo- little bit lower level. Um, mm-hmm. Why do humans like to travel in the first place? What, what do you think the answer is?
0: Uh, Probably the new experiences, the new places um, that you could see. uh, Could be, you know, food or beer or just, you know, the visual architecture.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Like, why does that make people happy? I thought about our trip to Germany and some of it for me was I found the history interesting and there's nothing like seeing it in person, which is very cool. I'm not sure that's even happiness, though. It might be uh, just – learning about something you find interesting like reading a book i guess Mm -hmm. reading a book might not make you happy but it's a good experience Uh, i don't know how to define it uh but yeah i i don't think the fast travel is uh well back up a second what was your question doug
0: (laughs) oh just observations from from your trip at the end of the day did you i know you tried not to load up with too many activities in one day but just curious like your dopamine levels if you had any kind of observation were you tired at the end of the trip and you're like i'm ready to go home or like big days yeah so
1: i think i already had a sense of this deep down because for this trip uh we made a list of stuff we wanted to see but we tried really really hard to not overdo it and we always erred on the side of underdoing Everything. For example, there was one day in Berlin that we had a bike tour, and that, that was six hours, so it was consi- it was considerable. But that day, we made no other plans that was going to be it. Uh, in Munich, we went to Dachau, the concentration camp, and we made no other plans. We're just going to do this and not try to do... Actually, I did have another plan, but I'm like, you know... Just thinking about that gives me some anxiety, and I feel worn out thinking about it. So let us I was going to go to the BMW Museum. I'm like, I'm just going to drop that out. This gives us a good excuse to come back to Germany at some point in the future. So, yeah, I think that has a lot of value. That's how I used to travel. And Yeah, it's just exhausting. But this past trip, I did not experience it. But it took... Effort to not do these things because you think of the sunk cost. Yeah, we spent a lot of money to get here. And now we're in Munich, and this stuff is two miles away. It's right over there, and we can go see it. But then you kind of deprive yourself. this pursuit of enjoyment actually deprives yourself of enjoyment because you you're just going nuts for all the time.
0: The other piece, too, is you may not get as big of a like a dopamine hit when you're doing the fun thing. Because you've used up some of your dopamine from earlier in the day, right? So even though you're doing like this awesome thing, you just, you're not getting as much joy out of it. So you're like, ah, this is great. And that 100% happened in San Diego. I know, you know, talking about some of the beers, which in the breweries that I could have gone to, it's like, ah, it's fine like it was a good beer i mean i think i even said that on one of the shows where i'm like ah, yeah the beers were good but you know it's all fine where you know we're sort of desensitized now beer may not be the the greatest example because like we talked about how much better beer has gotten over the years but overall my point is you may not have as much enjoyment because you just did something really fun So if you're just doing awesome thing after awesome thing after awesome thing, it's just like you kind of hit like a baseline level and maybe it's not as fun.
1: Yeah. It sounds like a miniature version of the hedonic adaptation. Yes, exactly.
0: Exactly. Um, One other thing that Huberman uh, talked about is uh, just like stacking rewards, which is kind of what I was alluding to. But he mentioned like if you're going to go work out, which, you know, if you work out, that's like a dopamine release, but maybe you do like a, a pre-workout where there's like stimulants and caffeine and that's like more dopamine release. And maybe you listen to music when you work out. And, and by the way, Carl, do you listen to music when you work out?
1: Uh, yes, I do.
0: What, what do you listen to? Something hard and fast? Or?
1: Uh, yeah, it depends what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm not listening to Barry Manilow when I'm doing a weight exercise or really trying to push it. So maybe some kind of electronic stuff or metal.
0: Okay. Yeah. They cited um, a lot of like metal and um, like hardcore kind of music stuff. I, I don't really listen. It sounded like very angry kind of stuff. So I don't listen to that. But they were talking about listening to the music to get pumped up to work out is another thing you could do. So Huberman cautioned like doing too many things that trigger the dopamine because you could have, you know, Uh, number one the like the crash later but like you're depleting your dopamine reserves if you're stacking too many things in a row which is kind of crazy yeah
1: yeah all this is interesting this got me thinking to an interview i heard a couple weeks ago it was with i think the guy who started Airbnb. His name is like brian chesky and what he's doing is being a digital nomad so he's using airbnb and he's going for like a month stay in all these different places and i think That might be a great compromise to this if you have the luxury, if you still have to work, but if you have the luxury to move around a lot, why not, instead of taking vacations, why not just go live for a month in some place you think might be mildly interesting? And then you get the experience of being in a new place, but you're still working, you still have some of your core routine there. Uh, you're there for a long period of time so you can take down time. You don't feel the need to go out and see stuff like say you're in New York, but you're there for a month. Well, I'm there for a month. I don't have to. I could just hang back or go go sit in the park for a day or whatever.
0: Yep, exactly. And um, I'm going to read something that uh, Huberman posted on Instagram, probably Twitter too, but we'll put a link here. So dopamine is not the molecule pleasure. Oh, jeez. What does this even say maybe maybe he mistyped it i'll I'll blame it on him you know all right basically it's the molecule of motivation it's patterns of release dictate how you are willing to work for a goal and in the in the link that we'll put in he describes how the reward and anticipation schedules impact your dopamine release so it's very interesting when you look at that and it's part of like why casinos work, like a slot machine, you know, where you get the variable rewards and you don't know when you're gonna get the reward. you don't know how big it's going to be. And that's very motivating. It's kind of crazy to think about. And in the Jocko episode with Huberman, he does talk about like giving yourself variable rewards, even when you're sort of controlling the the rewards. And it's an interesting way to look at it. So maybe, If you're going to work out really hard, you don't want to reward yourself with, uh, I don't know, like a, whatever your thing is, like a Kit Kat or uh, you always talk about Cheeto. So you don't want to always reward yourself with that thing in the same way every time you want to give yourself some sort of variable rewards. And of course he explains it in a much better way, but. Uh, any observations? Do you do any kind of variable uh, rewards with um, yourself or maybe the kids? You know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe the five dollar box of Taco Bell every once in a while.
0: Nice. Well, what do you What do you have to do to get one of those?
1: <laughs> Can you give Taco Bell five dollars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just drive by, which is on the way um, from your place to mine. So. Yeah,
1: it kind of is. There is that location. I have found their quality has gone downhill, though. So I, I
0: think the labor shortage. I,
1: don't want to get off topic, but.
0: Uh, maybe you could work there. You get probably get a shift meal. You get your own, um, you know, nacho box or whatever. Yeah.
1: Maybe Taco Bell is my true calling.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> well, I think that overall is what I wanted to talk about. Any other thoughts? Was Did this make sense at all? Did I like rasp at a thing that uh, doesn't make sense or do you? Do you find some logic in whatever my brain came up with here?
1: Yeah, I think so. I've always disliked – well, I've I've recently disliked the word travel. And I think that's why the typical American vacation just seems kind of toxic. And uh, just thinking about this right now, other countries do it differently, right? Like I was going to Spain with a friend some years ago, probably about two decades ago now. And they said, don't go in this month because – this is the month that everyone goes on holiday. So they're not going for a week or a weekend. They're taking the whole month off and they're they're going to Italy or wherever. I was just talking to a friend in Copenhagen. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll be in Italy for like the next month. I'm like, wow, that, that's interesting. It, it just seems so foreign. And correct us if I'm wrong, but I think that's how they do it over there. And I, I think it's a much less toxic way to, to travel. It's not so much travel. It's living in a different place for a, a short period of time,
0: yeah. i I agree, and I have been trying to take you know big chunks of time off. I took a big Alaska trip, and sometimes I don't take a giant trip, but I'll try to take like big chunks of time where it's like you know three to six weeks or so, a few times a year, where I really taper down. you know I work a lot leading up to that, so I can kind of unplug and and do whatever I want to do. But I think it's really valuable to step away for that amount of time. And I also come from you know, more on the entrepreneurship side than the, the fire side of the um, you know, blogosphere and stuff like that. And I remember listening to podcasts where it's more um, you know, the hustle culture. And I distinctly remember these podcasters saying how they are so pumped and they feel so good about themselves because in, I think it's like August or September, they're like, yeah, we're working harder and everyone else is on vacation. And they're like just feeling good because they're working so hard and working late and a lot of hours. And I'm like, what? And I feel like uh, maybe Gary Vee talks about that too. Okay. Did you ever watch your Gary Vee, any of
1: those? I know who he is, but I have not listened to him.
0: Oh, well, you, you don't need to. But anyway, my point is, when i heard them say that i'm like what are you guys trying to do like the point is not to work like i guess they're trying to grow their business but i feel like they were focusing on the wrong part like they potentially already had enough to just chill the fuck out yeah interesting
1: yeah that external versus internal scorecard i don't know maybe they're yeah they'll, they'll never have enough i don't know yeah
0: anyway well that that's pretty good and um People out there, shoot us an email. Let us let us know what you think, any observations. Did I completely make some crazy point that doesn't uh, make sense, or do you agree?
1: And our email address is milehighficlub at gmail.com. Again, milehighficlub at gmail.com. I
0: think that's it. I, I always forget. Um, but, yeah, you guys should sign up for the email list, which is mile dot club. <laughs> <laughs> that's the url just there's a link in the uh show notes so you could get to it. go to the website you can sign up for the email list and uh, shoot us emails, stuff like that and we do have the uh, t-shirt shop open but there's other stuff there too right you got the uh there's boxer shorts in there
1: i think we have a mug uh i'm still working on our super patreon t-shirt and by that most of our t-shirts we sell for a very thin margin. But if you really want to support us, we're going to do one like now. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, Doug is sporting our original design with a biplane. I think the Patreon one is going to have something more spacey like a rocket or a Concorde or something awesome like that.
0: Cool. And one thing, we we haven't actually talked about it, but I was thinking if we had some kind of subscription model, we could like send a new t-shirt each month like we could have like a new design and it's only like that month or you know maybe we release them on a special schedule or something like that
1: yeah it could be a box yeah it doesn't just have to be t-shirts either there could be mugs in there you're talking about the adam and eve tie-in there could be a a a toy themed around us somehow
0: yeah yeah like and we'll call it like a adult personal massager i think that people will know what it is like just by the shape they're going to know what it is i think but and I, i'm thinking well i don't, I don't want to be too graphic but some kind of you know i would say like a double-headed thing is that does that make sense
1: unfortunately it does make sense
0: but i mean we're we're just kidding around on that but um, there, There is a water bottle. There's a mug. Actually, you modeled for the swim trunks in there. I saw you put a different face on the person, but that's your body on the swim <laughs> trunks, isn't it?
1: Yeah, sure it is. Yeah.
0: So that, that's pretty cool. And a lot of people have been asking about the um, the mesh tank top. We're still looking for a supplier. You were talking about the one that you were wearing was doing a lot of chafing. So we want to make sure... You know, it doesn't bother your skin.
1: Yeah, yeah, we we could not saw that. We'd get lots of returns and angry, angry listeners, angry and
0: uh, <laughs>
1: listeners with sore nipples, <laughs>
0: right? Which no
1: one's happy at that point.
0: No, I, I don't think so. So okay, we'll check out the store, and I think you're gonna be surprised with what's there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: link in the link of the show notes. Yeah,
0: yeah, there should be. Okay, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the show. That was the Mile High Five podcast, and I'm Doug Cunnington, the balder host, and Carl Jensen is the cool, sexy one. If you dig the show, please do three things for us. Number one, tell a friend, a family member, an enemy about the show. We really don't care who you tell. Maybe forward them a specific show that you know that they will like. It's the single most helpful thing that you can do to spread the word it's like giving us a virtual high five and uh, actually we don't give high fives in in person so the virtual kind's pretty good and more importantly your friend or family member or even your enemy will appreciate the fact that you were thinking of them number two make sure you're following or subscribed on your podcast app apple Podcasts, spotify overcast youtube whatever you're using and that way you won't miss a show and number three please leave us a rating and review We read them on the show occasionally, and you might hear yours out there on an upcoming episode. Quick disclaimer, this show is not financial or legal advice. I'd actually be surprised if it sounded like it. It's really just for entertainment, and that's at least what we're hoping for. But seriously, get advice from professionals. Carl and I are just two guys with microphones that sit in my basement and talk. So we'll catch y'all next week.